What's going on, brother? Oh, God. This goes. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. I got to get it. I got to get that yeah, foam. Get it? Beer right. foam. I don't want to call it what it other. I don't want to call it its other name. Yeah. <laughs> Good call. This yeah, is a uh, this is a family pod. <laughs> okay, this is a family podcast. No, um, no bad thoughts. Gotcha, gotcha. What's um, what's going on with you, brother? Uh, just doing, you know, homeowner stuff. I was going to yes end you into some homeowners yeah. stuff too. And you beat me too. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, oh, just, man. Um, work and just trying to get everything, uh, get life back on track after a couple of crazy weeks. Tumultuous weekends of Mo- moving, moving stuff. Yeah, moving and all that good stuff. Everything in the, the new crib? Yeah, we're all moved out. So actually, my lease was up yesterday. So oh, oh, at the apartment. So nice. So now we're one hundred percent in. All right, man. Not, not going back to the uh, oh apartment. Not uh, not unless I want to deal with the uh, the loan company. Yeah, ain't trying to deal with them guys. Never. Uh-uh. Not trying to mess with that. <laughs> All right, man. Um, so are you comfortable enough and settled enough to give everybody your address now so we can throw a party? Yeah, of course. Yeah, go, go ahead and uh, put that. You know, guys, we're going to drop that on our social, yeah, yeah. what we're going to do, actually, okay? <laughs> <laughs> just open invitation, party. <laughs> no date, just whenever. Just right? whenever. Just show I got up. You, just whenever. All right. He has a pool. There's a, there's a creek, actually. <laughs> so we're going. We're going. In the yeah, creek. Get some, get some crawdads out the creek. Yes, because that's what we do <laughs> here in the south, guys. I, I don't know if that's a thing or not. There, There's something yeah, living in there. I don't yeah, know what you it know is. Those crawdads? <laughs> Definitely something living in there. All right, man. Well, I'm glad uh, you're moved in comfortable and oh, yeah. uh, health and prosperity and all that other good stuff, brother. Oh, appreciate that, sir. Thank you very much. Uh, let's get into the news, man, of the week. Uh-oh, you ready? Not the news. Let's yeah. go hit it. Hit the news, Javi. Fuck myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. So, um, let's start at the top here, man. I love talking about Marvel news because it just keeps on getting more and more exciting here. Okay. So, you know, Wesley Snipes had a, uh, Blade trilogy back in the late 90s, 2000s. Um, now that Blade is back home in the MCU, he's having his own, uh, homecoming. Yep. We have the great Mahershala Ali playing Blade. Oh yeah. Uh, and we already, we already knew that. Yeah. 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 That's been around for a minute. What we now have is that, uh, we bring in Nick Pizzolatto. If you don't know who Nick Pizzolatto is, uh, you've definitely seen his work. If you haven't, go on HBO Max. Soon to just be called Max. Yes. Soon. That's actually news itself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Nick Pizzolazzo is the creator of True Detective. Correct. You ever watched? No. Dude, season one's <laughs> so good. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. True Detective? Yeah. Oh, we did. I don't remember what context it was, but I remember you brought it up and told me to watch it. Yes. I definitely said I was going to. Yeah, you I definitely did not. Did not. 
Yeah, dude, I'll get right on that. <laughs> I'll get right on that. Do that tonight. Yes, all uh, 11 episodes, yeah. damn it. They're an hour and a half long each. Uh, no, dude, this is going to be awesome. So uh, Nick Pizzolatto is a great storyteller, great writer. Uh, this is going to be a dope addition to the MCU here. Um, this is huge because uh, Pizzolatto worked with Mahershala Ali on season three of True Detective. Like, right. Season one uh, was fantastic. Okay. Uh, season two was kind of a dud, Ugh. but then like they picked it back up with Marshall Ali in season three, and it was just really effing good. Gotcha, gotcha. Good, tight writing, a good like mystery murder. It was very captivating. Uh, they actually just released a trailer for the fourth one, fourth season. Oh, all right. It takes place in uh, Alaska. But it's all within the same world. So they all are kind of interconnected and they know all these different mysteries and murders. But all these true detective stories take place somewhere within the so, continent, somewhere within the United States. So is each season kind of like a particular area? Or is it like kind of jump shows to shows? Yes. So episodes to episodes, <clears throat> different people. So the cool thing about season one is it's McC- McConaughey. Right. And your boy, his best friend, his long lost brother Woody, um, not from Toy Story, Harrelson, and they are detectives, and they're on this murder mystery type thing. Yeah, but it spans like fifty, sixty years. Okay, and it's really, really cool, and it's just a tight story, and it kind of goes back and forth between the two as young detectives on the case and old detectives on the case as right. well. Um, and that takes place in. A like Louisiana or something. Okay, that makes sense. Second season takes place in L.A., um, but these L.A. detectives and it's now time they know about that great case in Louisiana, right? Okay. And then season three takes place in another southern city. They all know what's going on, and they know about that, but it's like at a different decade, a different time, right? Um, then we got season four coming through, and that's okay. gonna be awesome as well. That's the next place in Alaska. So uh, he's just a really good storyteller, writer, man. He's exciting. Um, I think he's gonna bring some heat to this Blade uh, screenplay. I'm excited now. Right? I was like, uh, okay, well, you know, it's Blade. Marshall is great. Yeah. But what can they? Are they? You know, is Blade gonna be rated R? Is Blade gonna be PG thirteen? Um, Pizzolatto is gonna be able to. Push the envelope. If they push for a PG thirteen, he's gonna be able to push the envelope mm-hmm. um, to make it as raw and real and good as possible. Yeah, I mean, has. Blade's a pretty uh, gory killer. Yeah, I mean, he's cutting up vampires and stuff. Wesley Snipes just cussed at everybody yeah. the entire time. Right? <laughs> yeah, he dropped all the f bombs. <laughs> yeah. Like. Like yeah. in so many different forms. And it was uh, cool. Yeah. Well, well, uh Yeah, he was definitely really cool. It was super cool. So yeah, if we get that rating, we'll be able to see some yeah, some more well, well they can't they don't they're not supposed to do the F bombs in the in the Marvel universe, right? They're, they are allowed one because it's a PG thirteen, but it's also Disney, so But I mean they don't usually They don't, yes. Um, uh, unless they try to like hide it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like just the cut scenes, the, the F, and then it kind of just cuts off. Was it? What was it Aunt May who did that? At yeah. The end of- <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> yep. Hey cool. guys, uh, let us know if you're excited about uh, Nick Pizzolatto joining the uh, writing duties for Marvel's Blade. Uh, are you a fan of True Detective? Are you excited about Blade? Let us know. Guys, we'll throw this on our socials here. All right. All right, man. So <clears throat> your boy, Eddie Munson. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is uh, getting his career going. I think Stranger Things kicked off this guy's career, man. I'm pretty excited about this. Um, he is set to star in the Gladiator sequel. Now, I don't know why we need a, a sequel. Um, it should have happened a long time ago. It was going to happen. One would like. think. But Ridley but. Scott is a man who who made Alien back in 77. It, it was a like, long game, right? It was like 40 <laughs> years later. You know what? I think I'm going to make some prequels. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's uh, in it for the long game. He's like, yeah, we can we can spread these royalties out for another 60 years. We're cool. Yeah, George Lucas didn't even wait that long for his right. prequels, man. Like, Ridley Scott says, I'll do whatever the hell I want to do, damn it. Are you a fan of the first... Uh, Gladiator movie. Oh my god, dude! I've watched that so many times, bro. Yeah, we uh, did a when I was in marching band. We did a halftime show based off the score from this movie. Oh, so epic! Yeah, it was good. Good times. <clears throat> so he joins the ranks here of some pretty big heavy hitters right here. We have Pedro Pascal, Denzel Washington joining the cast, Connie Nielsen. She returns. Um, Barry Keoghan and uh, Damon Hunchsu. So, some really good actors that and he's going to be rounding out the cast, man. So, uh, I'm excited. This is going to be. Uh, I, I'm excited for him. Really, Scott does not make bad movies. Okay. Uh, so that's that's the up and up. <laughs> that's a good good sign. It's a good sign <laughs> and a pretty good cast. I, yeah, and a pretty good. I just don't know where do we go, right? I don't want to yeah, see. Yeah. Uh, you know, Maximus Decimus is Meridius's kid, because that's just like Creed. We're basically doing Creed at that point. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of a family or Independence Day resurgence or something. Yeah, there's a little bit of a Best family lineage here, but I don't. I don't mean I couldn't see nothing much about the different characters and where they go from what we saw before to this movie. Yeah, or as far as like a family lineage. So we shall see, guys. Uh, we get to see the sexy Pedro Pascal back on the screen. And actually, Pedro joins Denzel. They were in, um, uh, what's the new Denzel movie that comes out? The third one. The, not the informant. Dang it. You're not helping. The Equalizer? The Equalizer 2. Uh, Pedro Pascal was his oh. best friend turned villain. I, I 100% helped just now. Yeah, you did. Yeah. So You're the man. <laughs> guys uh the gladiator sequel with uh joseph quinn eddie munson from stranger things you excited for this talk to us let us know your thoughts all right brother quick, quick question for you man what you got uh now that we don't have mando mm. or why'd you have to bring that up i was just, <laughs> just i was just, just getting over it man <laughs> you know what I'll, at the same time you know what we lost mando and then we lost New Girl on Netflix as well. We'll Wait, talk what? about it's that not, later. It's not, it's not on Netflix anymore. Uh, but it is on Peacock and Hulu. Okay. Which you know, isn't necessarily better, but, you know, I whatever. Just, it's still there somewhere. They just move around. Yeah, yeah. They just yeah. move around, you know what I mean? Anyways. Um, <laughs> Sorry about that. No, you're good, man. <laughs> so without Pedro Pascal in our life right now, mm-hmm. 
We gotta wait for uh, Gladiator Two, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, are you watching anything? Enjoying anything? I know you've been been moving, but anything? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I really haven't because I've been loser. You know, every day just trying to unpack some boxes and get, get settled in. Yeah. Uh, but I did watch Bright on Netflix the other Bright. day. Um, Is that the Will Smith Will joint? Smith, yeah. Wow, that was that's that's Netflix's first big budget movie, man. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. Twenty ten? No, not no, was, like twenty fifteen, yeah, maybe or something, something like, like that. that yeah. yeah, yeah. I did watch that one. Um, it just came up in like a. Do you want to watch again or something like that? I'm like, uh, yes, I think I will. Netflix. What kind of stupid question <laughs> is that? Two thousand seventeen. Uh, excuse me. Dope. But. Uh, yeah, I haven't been able to sit down and watch nothing. I mean, anything I have started, it's like a few minutes in, then I find something else to do because I got so much to do right now. I hear you. Well, whenever you have free time, yeah, doesn't take any thinking at all. That's this is the beauty of what I'm about to tell you. Okay, watch True Detective. No, definitely don't watch True Detective. <laughs> you don't want to think, bro. If you if you want to want your gears to be um just going, yeah, watch True Detective. I got, I got you. If you don't want to think, you just want to laugh. I have a show for you. Okay. You can watch it through Amazon Prime. Okay. Okay. But it's on the channel Freevee. Freevee, okay. I don't know how many E's and V's and stuff is there, but there's a lot. I've seen that. I think there's four altogether. There's a lot. So there's a new show with James Marsden called Jury Duty. Jury Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen the trailer for that, yeah. Dude, jury duty. I'm like four or five episodes in, man. And it's just him, right? Like his real life or it's, him as a person in jury duty. So, right? Just, <laughs> just the context because they, they tell you from the get, so nothing is a surprise, yeah. okay? There is a made-up case, mm-hmm. a made-up judge, a made-up bailiff. <laughs> um, uh, James Marsden comes in as James Marsden, okay? Huh. All the other jurors, like they're doing like from jury selection to the ones that they pick. Oh boy, they're all actors, <laughs> except for one guy. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> all right, and they make him, they make him the foreman, like the, the front man who has to like deliver news wow. and, and like keep everybody together and everything. Right, right. And, it's literally like you're watching The Office, how they do, right. like, or like the real world or some like reality show. <laughs> where, like, it's that just like, great. typically juries, uh, you know, have to stay away and they don't, like, there's no access and everything. But yeah, this yeah. one's recorded. It doesn't make sense that they're recorded. He doesn't even realize or even care. He's just like, all right, cool, whatever. We're getting recorded. Yeah. The crap they put him through, though, <laughs> is so money, bro. <laughs> I have seen that uh, the trailers for that and been interested. And like, it's in L.A., so the fact that James Marsden is there to add like a, a little bit of realness to it, mm. right? But he's outlandish. He's outlandish. He's crazy. Yeah, uh, the entire time, man. Highly recommend. I've been watching an episode every night. Um, <laughs> great show. Good deal. All the buckets of popcorn, bro. Yeah, definitely <laughs> one I've uh, had on the list to check out. Good deal, man. Welcome to this episode of Movie in a Pod. I am Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, we're discussing The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, Next Goal Wins, and our Movie of the Week, 500 Days of Summer. 
All right, team. So we have some trailers for you. Uh, we're returning to the Hunger Games. Oh, wow. And we have a Taika Watiti soccer flick. Why not? Check out our Why YouTube not? page for the four reactions, man. Kind yes, of excited yes, for these. Yes. Um. Yeah, team. So we have the Hunger Games, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Hmm. A... Coralina Snow mentors and develops feelings for the female District 12 tribute during the 10th Hunger Games. Uh, JV. Yeah. You watched the uh, J-Law ones? Yes, I did see them. What are your thoughts about the the J-Law trilogy, man? Uh, I mean, as a movie. Was it better? Was it not better than the Captain America trilogy that we got, man? Just so much better, right? just... Chris Way Evans or top. Katniss Everdeen? <laughs> I mean, Captain America, Steve Rogers, Katniss with a bow. Uh, Talk to me, brother. Yeah, I mean, as far as like a movie as a whole, I mean, they were okay. I didn't really like read the books and stuff like that. So, no, I pass. So, <laughs> read books right here. Um, I mean, I watched them, I think at least once each one. Same. Uh, but, you know, wasn't really nothing I got into like, uh, wasn't out trying to, you know, dress up like her or nothing like that. Oh, you didn't go as Katniss back in no, no, no. Halloween? No, oh. no, sure didn't. Missed that boat. Um, I don't know what the hell this, like, I, <laughs> I, I enjoyed the first movie. Right. The second two was a little like, all right. Because, like, they're trying to tell some epic young adult uh, novel story. Okay. But they're not telling us anything. They're just showing us things, right? We're not really learning about the world. We're more learning about the fact that this game these games happen and they have to be stopped. They can't do this anymore. You can't do this to kids, to children, right? But they keep doing it. But they keep doing it. But like there's no like why, like what's the real reason? Like what's the whole political game to it, right? Like yeah, this might give us that like those Star Wars prequels where things start to make sense, right? Connecting um, some dots. Am I excited for this? No. Yeah, this yeah. trailer was not like like Peter Dinklage is always cool. Um, right. Viola Davis is always money, but like everybody else, I'm not really <laughs> interested in this. Um, will it bring in some money? Oh yeah, one thousand per percent. Oh yes, uh, it's very popular franchise and we got francis lawrence coming back well, I think so. it's kind of like a uh, a niche thing is that what you call it yeah where yeah. if you love the books and you like the movies which most people don't like the movies after they read the books but this may be one of those where you just kind of gotta see it yeah to see if it is any good just compared to some books and stuff like that but that's not how i live my life you know some people do yeah, I I agree, man. Um, I'll I'll check it out. Yeah. Uh, not in theater. Will not be in there first night. You ain't gonna go opening weekend. We ain't dressing up opening night. No, nah, I won't be right, dressing sorry. up like Viola Davis's character <laughs> with, the, with the big hair. <laughs> not for this one. <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, we'll throw us on our socials, guys. Yeah, yeah. Let us know your thoughts. I don't know. I'm. I. Nah, I, I feel it. like we're tr- like. I feel like we're not too far removed from though that that trilogy to actually appreciate it and and 
have prequels. Okay. Like, what we, we talked about Ridley Scott, we talked about Star Wars, but like what those guys did is that they had their movies. Yeah. And then 40 years later, <laughs> yeah. they're making their prequels. Yeah, yeah. And those have lived on, and we, we appreciate those movies that they made, and the prequels, we're enjoying those as well. Some right. more than others, Jar Jar Binks, but... You know, I mean... But... Do what you gotta do. We gotta do what you gotta do. I don't know, guys. Uh, with us on our, our socials, uh, bleh. Yeah. Leave it at that. <laughs> All right, team. So we have next goal wins. According to IMDb here, we have the story of the in famously infamously. I can't talk again. <laughs> I don't need to read stuff. Okay. <laughs> this is the story of the infamously terrible American Samoa soccer team known for a brutal 2001 FIFA match. They lost 31 to zero. Those IMDb summaries are getting you, man. It's getting me, man. Tearing me up inside, yeah, yeah. bro. <laughs> Making me tongue tied. Uh, give me your thoughts on this, brother. Um, I mean, right off the bat, you know, laughing through the whole trailer. Um, we got Will Arnett, uh, Michael Fassbender. Uh, I think my, I mean, as far as like Michael Fassbender's character, he's going to be serious, right? He's gonna be the serious part of the movie. And then we're going to have everybody else picking on him through this whole movie. At least that's what the trailer was. Yeah. And he's going to be the punching bag for everybody else to be funny. <laughs> uh, but the trailer-wise, I mean, everything through it was hilarious. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't really watch these kind of movies much as like a go-to thing. Uh, but I'm curious to see what uh, Tyke is going to do in this one with these guys. Yeah, man, this is a uh, Tiger returning to form, right? Give me a small budget movie um, that I can just add my comedic flair to. Yeah. Uh, he wrote the screenplay with Ian Morris. Uh, Michael Fassbender as this guy who is a soccer coach, but kind of a drunk, kind of an alcoholic, kind of a loser. Yeah, uh, not a very good – well, I don't know if he's not a good coach or if he's just, you know, if he lost his job. For, for his yeah. drinking and stuff like that. Not really sure why he lost his job. But then he's surrounded by, uh, you know, Tyka makes appearance, like you said, Will Arnett, Elizabeth Moss, uh, and all these great, like, Samoan uh, actors. I yeah. love that, man. Tyka's bringing everybody into this movie to have a good time. Uh, it's going to tell the story of this loser team, man. Yeah. And, you know... I, I just hope that they score one 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 goal at least. That'd be awesome. Yeah, and these guys can play the funny over to the serious as well. This this cast of of actors. So Yeah, man. See a little bit of all of it. I think so, man. This is gonna be fun. We're gonna throw us on our socials. This is a movie that I definitely would check out in theaters, man. Uh I am a big fan of Taika Watiti's um directing, his comedy. Yeah. And the fact that he's in it himself, let's go. <laughs> let's go to the movie. Always. All right, brother, you ready to jump into this week's movie? Yeah, man. Kind of let's a throwback it. here for us, man. First one I of mean, the year. It's been a minute. That we've done a movie that didn't come out in 2023. Yeah. All right, man. So we have here 500 Days of Summer. Oh, yeah. 
This movie dropped in 2009. Other films that dropped that year, we have Jennifer's Body, mm-hmm. Coraline, Brothers, nice. Push, The Stepfather, The Blind Side, Friday the 13th, 2012, uh, Knowing Gamer, and like one of the most vile movies ever made. It's just disgusting. <laughs> the Human Centipede. <laughs> you ever seen that? I wish I never had. Seen oh that God, one. dude! I wish I can unsee that. That, man. that was a um, one-time thing. That, that was it. Yeah, it was like you watching only, Joker. You only see I've it only, once. Yeah, it's yeah. like watching Joker. I've only seen Joker, the Todd Phillips one, one time. Yeah, I'm good. Let me see that again. <laughs> um, yeah. So those are the movies that came out, guys. So going back yep. to 500 Days of Summer. Um, directed by Mark Webb. A little thing about Mark Webb, okay? Not going to bore you guys, but he is a great uh, early 2000s music director. He's a music oh. um, video? video director. He directed a bunch of Yellow Card, you know, my favorite band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than 50 Flies, obviously. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, we should get him to do some of your We're guys. We're working man. on it. We're, We're working, working on, on it. it. I'll send him a text, bro. I Let's know him. Um, he did a bunch of... Yellow Cart, Ocean Avenue, only one, a bunch of theirs. Basically, anytime um, the lead singer of Yellow Cart was running, Mark Webb was basically doing the uh, directing. So, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, but then he got his first budget movie in 500 Days of Summer. So right, this is his next directorial step. debut here. Uh, 500 Days is directed by Scott News. I mean, written by Scott Newstater and Michael H. Weber. We had a seven point five million dollar budget. Box office brought in sixty point seven million. Oh yeah. Starting this, we have Joseph Gordon Levitt as Tom Hansen, Zoe De Chanel as Summer Finn, Jeffrey Arend as Mackenzie, Chloe Grace Moretz as Rachel Henson. I need to make my font bigger here. I can't read that. I'm getting <laughs> old. Uh, Matthew Gray Googler as Paul. Greg Clark. Excuse me, Clark Gregg as Vance, Key Williams as Tommy, Patricia Belcher as Millie, Rachel Boston as Allison, Mika Kelly as Autumn, Mally Flanagan as Rhonda, Yvette Nicole Brown as Vance's secretary, Olivia Bag as Young Summer, and Rachel or Richard Mc, McGonagall as narrator. McGonagall as the narrator. Perfect. That sounds better. The that second sounds one sounds awesome. alright. Yeah, that's fine. I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> All right, brother. Uh, go ahead. Give us that quick synopsis of this movie, man, so we can jump into this. So Tom Hansen meets his soulmate in the character Summer Finn. And this is an inner office romance that we get to see blossom and Secret fail. lovers. <laughs> <laughs> we get to see this relationship blossom and fail in this super weird backwards forward parallel timeline. Yeah. Seems like almost like a Christopher Nolan movie for yeah, a second, crazy. man. Crazy. <laughs> All right, man. So let's um, go into the lead protagonist here, uh, Tom Hansen. I love this kid. Yeah, yeah. This kid is like Tom Hansen. Kind of reminds me of um, Ted Mosby from How I Met Your Mother, right. where he's just <laughs> it's like exactly Ted Mosby. Exactly. I think exactly. Just you know. Is an architect. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I just now put that together. I was not even thinking that. I was thinking yeah. just his personality. But yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's Ted Mosby. Yeah. yeah all yeah, right. Yeah. Let's open and show. Let's call. Yeah. Let's call it a night. <laughs> that's it. Figured it all out. <laughs> he gets his heart broken a million times. So does Ted. So does Tom. <laughs> Tom, Ted, damn it. Yeah. Um, no, man. So 
<laughs> JGL plays Tom Hansen. He is a dreamer. Yeah. He is a guy who, you know, a lot of guys are very quiet about like that, that perfect life and wanting to do the wedding and be in love and having that, that wife and that life and the picket fence, man, his soulmate, his soulmate. Yeah. Tom is the guy who like dreams it and tells everybody about it. like, he is that, that guy, yeah. what he wants. And he's excited about it. Wears it on his sleeve. And, uh, he is a trained architect, but he works at this greeting card company. So and he's good at it. Like, <laughs> he's it, very good at it. Like, he's good at it. But, like, I, I like that instead of working in tech. It's 2009, so it's a little different, right? But, like, working right. in tech, right? Um, Doing, being, like, a lawyer or, like, a doctor or something. Like, it's such, like, a niche thing of, like, yeah. being a, a greeting card writer, right? <laughs> Where I think we only seen it one other time, and it was in that movie with Joaquin Phoenix, um, <laughs> where he fell in love with his AI. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I liked it. That was a good gimmick for the, the this movie. It, yeah, and it kind of helps with his whole thing about being uh, a creator, right? Like yeah. he's a thinker. He's um, he's an architect, so he's got to have some sort of uh, creative side, right, True. to be able to dream up the buildings and dream up, you know, same thing with the cards. He's got to dream up these lines and make these lines up. And I love how he helps everybody. Yeah. Like he just comes in and is like, he says like two or three words and <laughs> oh solved all the problems. <laughs> That's early lunch guys. Yeah. <laughs> Tom saved the day. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's, I, I love that you see so many different shades of him, right? We're going to talk oh, about yeah. his relationship with, Summer or his not relationship with her, however you want to take that. Right. Um, but when he's high, he's the highest, best person oh, on yeah. the planet. When he's on his <laughs> low, though, good God, he mm-hmm. is he is a piece of shit to everybody. <laughs> and but like he he's a guy just like Ted who wears his heart on his sleeve, yeah, man. Yeah. And I got it. Like we we ha- we all have a little bit of Tom in us, right? As far as us us guys and maybe we're not all brazen like him with how much we love and want to be married and the right. like offense and everything. There's kind of a spectrum in there. Of, there is a spectrum. Yeah. He he just lays it all out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We He's see the we see the entire spectrum with him <laughs> in, in this movie, man. Um, but he goes on a roller coaster ride with his relationship with uh, Zoe Deschanel, Summer Finn. Mm. Uh, she's this. She also works for the same greeting card company, and she's the assistant to Tom's boss. What do you think about uh Summer Finn here, brother? Well, I mean, she just kind of puts it all out there, right? She's up. I mean, well, she's upfront about what she wants and what she doesn't want. <laughs> she doesn't want anything, but, yeah. But she does want some of it, of course. So she doesn't want like a super serious relationship, but she does want to spend this time with Tom at the same time. And do serious relationship stuff. So, you got Tom that's in there, like, trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. And thinking that, you know, they're just friends. They're just friends. And then she she kisses him. You know? I mean, why are you playing with the man's heart? You know, <laughs> but, like... <clears throat> You know, they're they're living in a city of, like, 50 million people. Yeah. I don't know how people are in New York, but a lot. Well, that's something she states, right? You know what I mean? Exactly. So, why... She just wants to have fun. Yeah. She wants to keep it really casual. And Tom, 
he sees this girl. And, like, I don't know if you ever saw the movie uh, Big Fish. No. Fantastic no. flick. Highly recommend. I saw Swordfish. That's a really good one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really yeah, yeah, good yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> Don, Don Cheadle's in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> With Wolverine. In uh, Travolta. Um, in Halliburton. Oh, yeah. Halli- oh, okay. Yeah. Don't get yeah. back yeah, there. But track. anyway, uh, there's this movie called Big Fish. <laughs> and this guy, with the first time he saw his wife, right, mm-hmm. um, he's at this circus, this Barnum and Bailey type circus, and then she walks in, and uh, the director freezes everything, and all you see is like him looking at her, and she's yeah. moving, freezing. That was that moment when like Tom first saw Summer. Oh yeah, he's in love with her. He's in love with her at first yes. sight, hundred percent. Right, like. Everything froze in the moment, and like she was all everything to him. Yeah, he saw wedding bells. He saw kids. He saw the white picket fence. He saw yep. the little dog. He saw it all, man. Um, she just saw another guy. Yeah, pretty much another friend. That's what is great about this movie here. We'll we'll, we'll talk about that later with how they filmed the movie and everything, but just the dichotomy of this was his everything. Yeah, in that one moment, she was just like, oh. Hey, yeah, I'm the new assistant. Right. Hey, hey, hey guys. Like, it, it, was, it was just that. But, like, taking that with how we interact with each other as, like, male, female, and, like, relational. Right. This film is just a, it's it's an ugly truth real film. That's with fair. how those things are, yeah. man. Pretty fair. Yeah, yeah. Gosh. I, it's, it's, uh, tugs on my heart yeah. every time I watch this damn movie, so. Well, I mean, that kind of all goes hand-in-hand hand with the the timeline, the way we watch the movie, right? Yeah. So, you know, we find out that she says she doesn't believe in none of this, but it's more because Tom's not the one she falls in love with. Yeah. So, he's going through this whole thing thinking they're going to end up, you know, all this stuff he's dreaming about, all this stuff he's dreaming about, and then she's... Just like, nah. Not with him. <laughs> yeah. Not with him, yeah, right? Yeah. And that that probably even crushes him even yeah. more. Yeah. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's what's weird to talk about the movie because we see everything, like, at the beginning of the movie, and then as we're progressing through the movie, you know everything that's going on. Like, you know the ending, the you, outcome, most of it. Yeah. It's all, it's all, it's it's all, all out, out there. It's just wild the way that it's filmed. Yeah. Um, all right. So we have uh, Jeffrey Arend as McKenzie, Tom's friend and co-worker at the greeting card company. Oh, that the greeting card company does not have a name, but by the way, by the way, that's actually more money because um, it could have been Hall- Hallmark. Yeah, no. so copyright. Uh, <laughs> some lawyers did some, some good work. This is a good word. Yeah. Uh, we're going to call it Hall Start. No, you will not. <laughs> you will call it greeting card yes, company. Damn it. That's it. Um, this guy is that office buddy um, that is his friend, and he's the one that's like, dude, we got to go to karaoke. Yeah. I, I love that because it's like, you know, Tom is crushing on Summer in the office but not wanting to say anything, right? Hi, yeah, yeah. bye, that's it. And I, don't, <laughs> I don't have a chance with this girl. There, there's no way in hell, right? Yeah, yeah. And then um, McKenzie's 
McKenzie gives him the open. The open is, did you got to go to karaoke? No, no, no. You're not understanding me. We yeah, got to yeah. go to COVID. No, 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 no. I understand that I got kicked out and like I almost burned the place down. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, but <laughs> but it's an office thing. Everybody in the office yeah. is going. And Tom was still like, huh. And McKenzie was just like, everybody in the office, right? Like, like <laughs> listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> Everybody's going to be there. Yeah. And then Tom like perks up. Yeah. Um, but then you, you see this guy and he does play the good friend, but he also plays that wingman. Yeah. As far as even though he was drunk, he's asking all the right questions. He's asking all the right questions. All the right Cause questions. Tom, Cause Tom is not, you always have that buddy. You know? Always got to ask the right <laughs> questions to, to get the conversation started. He's the guy that goes, Hey, uh, just let you know, my buddy over there thinks you're really cute. Yeah. Like, that's that guy. Okay. <laughs> so money. I appreciate this guy. Speaking of that, it's funny you said that. You've seen any of the um, videos where people are doing that? They walk up to some girl and be like, hey, my friend over there thinks you're cute. And, and then they run, run over. <laughs> then they run over to the corner and stand there and look back at yep, him. Yep, yep. That's pretty good. I, uh, I'm the originator of that. Yep. I'm not the originator of that. And um, if I I would have been like, hey, my buddy over there thinks you're cute. And then I she I point and I, yeah. I walk away and then I turn around and like do the little pose or whatever. Yeah, yeah. She's not looking. Yeah, at she's, she's, she's not looking no more. She's actually left the bar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he's like he's that guy, man. Um, yeah, and I appreciate him. And he's just that guy who like hypes him up, is there for yeah. him in the good times, is there for him in the bad time, man. That really good coworker. You know the script that I'm writing. That's you. All right. Um, you're basically McKenzie in the script that I'm writing currently. Um, for the protagonist who right. inevitably is me, um, <laughs> you are that guy that hypes right. me up. That guy that also smacks me in the damn face sometimes. Be like, yo, like get back to reality, bro. Okay, you, do, right? you smack shit out of me. <laughs> no, one. This, this is a part. Any powder? You smack shit out of me. Any powder? <laughs> no, no powder. It's no middle powder. of the day. It's middle of the day. No Use the powder at the crib. Yeah, I got you. no powder. <laughs> you have none in your bag. Um, but you have to check me sometimes, man, and All that's right. and, and that's definitely him, and I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> check your ass one gotcha. time. I'll send you a couple pages. All right. All right. Uh, we have uh, Chloe Grace Moretz here as Rachel Hanson. So this is a young Chloe Grace Moretz. Yes. Um, you know, we reviewed one of her movies uh, early on, Tom and Jerry, that she was mm. in. So this is excuse me. So this is 2009, and she's still the same like personality type yeah, yeah. actor. <laughs> Right, where she is the smartest person in the room. Yeah, I love that about Chloe Grace Moretz and anything that she does. Um, she's Tom's uh, younger half sister, but uh, she's there for him at every step, man. Oh yeah, I love that she like rode her bike there when he was crushed, <laughs> talks her up, like right. he, she talks him up at the soccer games and everything. I I appreciate that emotional support that Tom needed, right? He needed it from multiple streams yeah, yeah. in different ways. So, like, McKenzie gave it to him one way. Rachel, you know, assisted him in, in another there. And then we have uh, his good friend from growing up is Paul, uh, Matthew Gray Gubler as well. A smaller role. Yeah. Um, but he's in a long-term relationship. So he's in a different boat. Right, right. But it's still, like, really important for him to be there for Tom – in the, in the highs and the lows, man. I think that's where the beauty of this rise because this is a real world relationship that yeah. Tom was in or thought he was in. I keep I keep making that point, right? Um, and his friends 
you know, he's telling his friends like how things are, what what happened here, when they did yeah. this, when they did that, right? But it's his sister who goes back and say like, "Hey, play it back, <laughs> play it back," and that's going to be an important part, like within the deconstruction of how this how this uh, movie is filmed here. So, oh yeah. Oh man, Clark Gregg is Vance, Tom's boss. Talk to me, brother. Uh, love to see Clark Gregg. Yeah. Uh, he just got such a cool voice, man. Whenever he's talking, his characters are always so cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, he he's he's in here. Not he's not a humongous role, but he pops into those kind of uh to to lay out Tom's specific point in his life, kind yeah. of. Yeah. So when he's down. Uh, he calls him in his office and is like, hey, you're not doing well. Let's uh, put you on funerals. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah, let's get you to write funerals and uh, stuff like that. Yeah. Like cards while you're in this state of mind. And then he's there when uh, Tom loses it. Yeah. He's like, I'm quit. Uh, that's about all. He's just there, kind of those pivotal points in the movie. Uh, you know, when, when, when Tom decides he wants to change his life. And even when he wants to like destroy his life at the greeting card company, he's yeah. there as well. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, uh, kills that one. But I do like Clark Craig in this role, man. Small, like you said, small role, but um, very good here. Um, <clears throat> plays a really good office person. Plays a good boss, man. Yeah, good boss, a good like a uh, authority figure, understanding of his younger staff. Yeah, right. Understand that they're in the craziest city in the world and they're dealing with these emotional cards at time but yeah. they're also dealing with the craziness and the the weirdness that New York brings right as far as relationships just going out and being out there you know what I mean yeah. so uh really good boss man really like liked him there um that's the main cast man we you yeah. know we have uh, Rachel Boston as Allison Tom's uh, blind date. Yeah, she was great. She was great because, <laughs> like, he, I loved how, like, even after summer, he went on this blind date and there may be three steps into this date. He goes, I'm, <laughs> I'm not, this is not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's, he's still not at that point where he can emotionally connect to another right. human being. And she just kind of hangs out. Like, <laughs> I appreciate yeah, that I mean, from her. She's like, all right, well, let's get some pancakes. Would, I guess. Most, <laughs> would, would most women do that and like want to hear this, right? Right. I, I don't, we've seen it in like shows and movies before. Yeah. Where the girl's like, oh, okay, I understand. Let me hear about your yeah. side problems. But well, like reality, you know what I mean? Would that really happen? You can visibly see she does not want to be there. But it's also like, like, okay, I'm here. We might as well have some fun or let's yeah. talk. Yeah, I got all. And why waste tonight? I look sexy as hell right now. Okay, you think I'm just going home right right now? No, <laughs> I'll figure this out. Uh, but yeah, then she sneaks out of the date at the karaoke part. Yep, so good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no words, just slides out the seat. And he's like, "Fine, go." Man was belting it though. Yeah, he was, he was killing the game. I mean, got got some vocals on. <laughs> Thinking that I hate about you. Ju- JGL, who's like still one of my favorite actors of all time. Yeah. The man can actually sing. That's what pisses me off. <laughs> Make dance, sing, act, rap, direct, all around pimp, all. hustle player, man, you know? Uh, then just really quickly here, um, Minka Kelly as Autumn. 
after summer, we get autumn. Mm-hmm. Love that. Um, let's briefly, man, uh, talk about like just the sets. Once again, New York. I think why Mark Webb was chosen for like after this, he did the two uh, Tasm films, right? Uh, Amazing Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man Two. Um, I think why is just like he visually saw we saw New York, man, right in this film. Um, obviously, Tom being like an architectural nut, we got to see all of New York, man. Not just like where Spider-Man. Like if you go back and watch like the Tasman movies, and then you go back and then watch Five Hundred in the Summer, they're like, "Yep, Spider-Man was there. He was there." <laughs> There, yo, yo, I get it, man. Where he was hanging, when he was dropped from, like I get why they hired this guy to make these movies, right? Because um, he did a fantastic job, and Fighters in bringing this city to life, man. Make it feel uh, real, kind of gothic, kind of sad, and then kind of fun, man. Even that dance yeah. number that he had after he finally, you know, um, what would, what would our, our our man say? Smashed, right? As <laughs> 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 he finally yeah, yeah. smashed, yeah. right? Even that dance number was. <laughs> really fun, um, but brightened New York, man. Uh, when you get stars like, it's 2009, when you get yeah. stars like JGL and then Zoe Deschanel, man, you're going to get some out there music. Um, and that, But I definitely appreciated it, though. Right. Um, we didn't get really anything mainstream as far as the music choices of those two characters. Yeah. But even the... Uh, somberness of the movie music too was not it 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 touched you with all the feels because you feel for this guy right but like at the same exact time you feel pity on him as well yeah and you feel pity on him and like stop me if I'm wrong but like the signs were there the entire time yeah but at the same time, he's blinded by his love. He's for, booty for, blind, bro. Yeah. Let's just call it what I it mean, is. We ain't, you know, have to. This is, <laughs> we get the we get the mature rating on yeah, this. Yeah. this is, he's booty blind, okay? <laughs> My man is booty blind. Yeah, I mean that's that's what it is. He's in love and doesn't see none of the flags. Ah, man, I feel bad for him, man. Um, well, I mean, as you're watching the movie. And the way the timeline works, you see when he's happy, but you also see that kind of counterpoint later in the relationship where he's just, they're doing the same stuff again, but it's not fun anymore. Yeah. So he's just in love and he's just not like, he doesn't want to let her go. So so my question is this, and I've been thinking about this and I have to go, I haven't seen this movie since it came out, okay. like 2009. And then I watched it yesterday for the pod. Okay. Um, you you do bring up a good point how it's non-linear where we see um, him broken up and them starting off yeah. and then this and go back to here and it goes back and forth, right? Oh, yeah. But, like, I think the best scene of them together, yeah, you can say it's probably, like, when he first hooks up with her and that's probably, like, the most um, they've been together. To me... That's not it. Right. It's that Ikea scene, man. <laughs> I would, like, that is the most yeah. romantic scene, like, I've, I've seen in a movie, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, probably till this day. Yeah, they're just having fun, man. Just, yeah. Just in there enjoying each other's company to the fullest. So, is she, so, like, what I mean by that, and you're right, I, that's what I agree, when you see it the first time. 
But then when you kind of see him flash back after he talks to his sister, um, he was definitely more into more into it than her. Gotcha. Right. Give it a give it a second watch. Okay. Um, she's going through the motions, and she's there, mm-hmm. and really just trying to appease him. But like, the the signs are there where the, she does not have. There's no future. Gotcha. That's what's sad, man. Yeah. We've all been there, bro. I've been booty blind before. <laughs> a couple times in my life. Oh, like 15. Yeah, yeah, it happens. <laughs> like 15 times. <laughs> like 15 times, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, all right. Um, all right, brother. Let's talk about the themes of this movie, man. Um, basically, don't get booty blind. Don't open yeah. your don't open your heart that, up. That, don't find love. <laughs> I was about to say there's a way for that not to happen. <laughs> and apparently it's just to do nothing. Yeah. yeah. You just need to go to work and come home. Yeah. All right. Play some COD or something. You know what? Don't even play COD. Play a single player game. Don't get don't get Stay emotionally offline. attached to anybody. Okay. Like, do you have a Super NES? Do you have Super Mario? Play Super Mario, okay? Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> Nah, man. So I, I I love this movie, man. This was uh, uh, and we'll talk about it in our like re- recap and everything. Yeah. Um, but I watched this in two thousand nine, man, yeah. and this movie told me a lot. It, it taught me a lot from previous relationships. It taught me yeah. a lot for future relationships as well um, about how one needs to go into them. Right, um, being honest with yourself, being honest with your other person as well, um, knowing that there are as his sister said, there's many fishes in the sea. Right. Um, this person that you're with might not be the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with. Um, and that's something that he couldn't get over. Right. Right. You know, at the end of the movie, she's engaged. Right. And actually, no, she's actually married. Yes. Um, uh, so it's hard for, it's a hard pill for him to swallow. Uh, and that's just what it is, man. Like just knowing and being honest with yourself and seeing the full picture before right. you, uh, are head over here. Just protect yourself, man. And you know what? That's a difficult thing to do when you're in love with somebody. Oh yeah. And or booty blind. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if we can put that as a title or not, but it'd be a good one. Figure it out. Yeah. That's your job. <laughs> <laughs> you are right. That is my job. All right, brother. So that is our conversation about 500 Days of Summer. Yes, sir. JV, uh, first watch? First watch. Nice. I love doing this. Oh, I love doing this, man. And you know what I love about this? One, it's your first watch. Two, this is not a typical Javier Villalobos film that you you would watch. It is not. Talk to me, brother. Give me your thoughts and ratings. Well, I love these two actors. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Zoe Deschanel. Fantastic. Um, I always put on a great performance. They're in some of the... Best movies we've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was in the outfield. <laughs> accurate. Accurate. Very accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that one in a long time. <laughs> um, yeah, this movie isn't really my my bag, mm-hmm. uh, but I did enjoy the watch. And the way the movie was put together was 
interesting, right? Like mm-hmm. I said, we we got to see the outcome right up front, but we also got to see the beginning of it. So then you're curious about what's going on in between. Yeah. So we get to fill in all these gaps and kind of – it can get a little confusing if you don't really, gotta pay really watch it. It's only 90 minutes. You got to pay yeah. attention there. <laughs> um, Put your damn phone down. But, yeah, both of these actors did a great job. Their supporting cast was – equally as funny and uh yeah i mean i enjoyed the watch uh it's gonna get three buckets of popcorn for me this week uh definitely worth another watch good deal sir how about you good deal man um so there's so it's weird okay so i i do like you know i like all genres of film yeah um this is a fantastic film i love it um the, like you said, the actors are ridiculously great. Yeah. The uh, the plot devices, as far as moving forward and back, and then kind of getting into the middle, right, and then jumping to the end of it and telling that is a very Christopher Nolan esque yeah. type way of filmmaking, and I I, I love that, right? <clears throat> and it almost goes like, okay, we know relationships start. Yeah. Well, well, we'll let me go back up. We'll, we already know relationships end. Yeah. And relationships start, right? But it's like those moments in between. Right. You don't typically get those movies. Exactly. You don't. All the, all the little the details. Right? Exactly. You don't get those details, man. We get like movies that uh, have like a beginning love and then we kind of go off into the sunset, like The Graduate, yeah. right? And then we have movies like, which is was at the time my favorite romantic comedy drama film, The Breakup, that... <laughs> Taylor's the end of it, right? Yeah, we yeah. don't really get what happens in between. Um, right? <laughs> She's going through a lot right yeah. now. Yeah. I can't yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good line. But she's going through a lot right now. It's a good line. It's fantastic. Maybe we went 12 lemons, maybe we get 12 lemons. Uh, but, you know, at, in 2006, that was my favorite uh, rom-com drama film. I got you, yeah. Um, but that shows the tail, the tail end, right? Yeah. Uh, the beautiful thing about 500 Days of Summer, because we get that entire story, but the, you know, we know how it starts, we know how it ends, like we've seen a million, a thousand yeah. times. Yeah. But the meat and potatoes, man, that's what's very <laughs> important. And Tom's understanding and re-understanding of, like, yeah, I overlook some things about this girl. That was signs all the way around, man. <laughs> I love it that this movie was real. I love that this movie was um, really in your face about how he felt yeah. and that she will be and how the other party is sometimes really into it and then really not into it and stoic. And then even when she comes over to his house at like three in the morning, his apartment at three in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're like, all right, that's his girl now. Yeah. She's like, no, nah, I'm just lonely. <laughs> it's a very real yeah, yeah. it's a really real raw movie man and it just like hurts on, on my like heart strings man if I could I would give 500 days of summer 500 buckets of popcorn bro okay <laughs> I, I love this movie man it, it's helped me grow as a young man right um, into a full fledged boy uh, <laughs> real boy I'm a real boy <laughs> uh, yeah man this one gets 500 uh, buckets of popcorn <laughs> <laughs> five <laughs> buckets of popcorn. <laughs> I'm reading five hundred yeah, yeah. and, and saying five hundred. That's fine. Um, yeah, perfect movie here for me, man. I love this. Rewa- rewatchable. 
um, funny, sad, loving, and just like the comeuppance at the end for him. Yeah. How he, he's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to ask this girl out. I'm going to do Why it. Why not? I'm going to ask this girl out and see what happens. She rejects him. And then she comes back and goes, you know, let's do it. Joseph from Gordon Levitt, man. Look at that face. Oh, sexy, yeah. sexy ass dude, man. I don't know how she said no the first time. But, like, how awesome is it that her name is Autumn? Yeah, that was just great. That was just perfect. <laughs> yeah, that highly recommend Five Bucks Popcorn. All right, James, thank you for subscribing to this week's episode, Talking Through 500 Days of Summer. Next week, we'll be discussing Guardians of the Galaxy 3. That'll be shown in a theater near you. Like always, I'm Clyde Smith. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as I'm Clyde D. Smith. I'm Javier Villalobos. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. J8200. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Like always, keep watching. <laughs>